I want to give a little history lesson as to the importance of what we're actually discussing today. So, like, we've done quite a lot of recording, even though we've only got, what I think it's five episodes released now. Um, but what initially started it all off was I, I reached out to Josh um, because I knew he lived just around the corner from me and I figured we could just have some really great conversations and um, yeah, we could link up and just have great fellowship. Um, so he came over and we found ourselves just so interested in talking about Star Wars and actually how there was so many deep theological themes in there. Um, Probably not intentional, maybe intentional. Um, I don't think George Lucas himself is a, <laughs> is a Christian, but I mean, you know, there's very human and understandable um, deep-rooted themes that run throughout um, the entire Star Wars series. So we, we spent, I mean, hours just talking about it. But we felt like it was a good time right now to revisit um our old conversation see what new things that we found bring up some old points that we'd love to dive into a a bit more um so let's dive into it stories within stories meanings that point upwards the cross behind the camera we're josh and brandon and this is crossover collab director's cut So today we're going to be talking about Star Wars, and particularly because there's a, a lot to unpack, um, we're going to focus today on the character of Anakin uh, and his his failings, but also his redemption uh, across the series. Uh, in in particular, we're going to look at what caused him to fall. Um, I've already said too much. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> First thing I want to ask you, though, Brandon, uh, Anakin, of course, being a part of the Jedi Order, and uh, we we learn in Episode 8 from Luke Skywalker that the Jedi Order is seen from the outside as very hypocritical. What would you say is the biggest source of the Jedi's hypocrisy? So I think the main aspect of the hypocrisy is the idea of um, perfection, in that the the Jedi law and the rules are purely built upon justice, order, um, protection, and self righteousness. But yeah. I think that that there comes a, a a difficult cost with that because we've, as we've talked about in the past, that the Jedi and the Sith represent two areas of um, the force within George Lucas's universe and the people of the Jedi order are immersed in fear to even look and consider the aspects of the Sith and the dark side, which are orientated all about passion 
and acting on passion. Mm. So I think it's because of their self-righteousness and their fear in particular that they are completely blindsided, particularly in when Anakin comes along as a, a boy that's not raised in the Jedi Temple, that he's he's come from slavery from a completely different planet, and he's older than what most um, Jedi trainees usually come into the temple. Um, mm. at. He's, yeah, they approach him with um, a prudish kind of approach. It's it's very negative. They look rather. There's there's one um, scene in episode one where I can't remember the actual content of what they're discussing. But as Anakin's just explaining where he's from, who he is, you see that there is a certain disdain and rather um, innate disgust and like judgment from everyone sat um, in the Jedi Council. Oh, and it's re- what was that? Too old. Um, this week, <laughs> yeah, the boy is too old. The boy is too old. Yeah, exactly. And training. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like they they've already like they can see potential, but because they've got their own um, set of standards, it's just completely outruling this potential that is there. And I love even the way that that scene is set up and framed. In that you've just got this little boy surrounded yeah, by yeah. like all of these uh, figures that sound sat around him. It just really creates his pressure of being like he's just so small and vulnerable um so i think they obviously deliver great let me say that again they provide a lot of laws strict laws and rules that basically abolish any kind of intimate romantic love and involvement um with anyone um and I think a lot of that is rooted in the the transforming. I'm sorry, the transformation from Anakin to Darth Vader, which is a shame. And it's it's simply because the Jedi are just too self righteous and too scared to even just consider and look at everything, look at all like all parts of the Force, um, yeah, and just take everything in its full context. I guess, yeah. It's a really interesting one as well because um, you've got that idea of um, how the Jedi are trying to suppress that idea of attachment because they've seen what it does to the Sith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, this idea that you know being driven solely by passion leads down that dark path, um, as Yoda famously says, <clears throat> "Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate." Hate leads to suffering. And that's the, the path to the dark side. Uh, can I say about, I think that was like a 9.5 out of 10 on that voice. That was brilliant. Thank you, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it gets worse all the time. Not so much. Um, but yeah, like that, that path to the dark side uh, begins with fear. Which is interesting because you mentioned about the idea of, of how the Jedi are probably the most fearful out of all the characters, really. Um, Anakin, of course, has his fear of losing what he's attached to, but the Jedi 
are even worse. They're fearful of developing attachments at all. And we see that reflected in Anakin um, in this idea that he's naturally making these attachments, but he's being told to fear attachment. And so it creates this conflict inside of him. So one of the reasons why he has so much of this anger and uh, in Attack of the Clones, especially when he keeps saying to Padme, uh, Obi-Wan's holding me back. Uh, he, keep, he keeps holding me back. I know that I'm I'm better than this. I could be the greatest Jedi ever. Uh, but he, he's, he keeps holding me back and he doesn't know why. He's got all this unresolved anger. But it's that idea of, you know, that fear that the Jedi have, that they don't want him to be driven by passion, which ironically is the thing that creates that, uh, I suppose, darker passion within him, that anger, that hate. Yeah. And the only way that he can release his emotion and deal with his attachments is through this very violent, lashing out behavior that we see. Um, So, yeah, it kind of looks at this, takes this negative approach to a puritanical view uh, as a solution to being carried away by passion because dealing with passion isn't and detachment isn't as simple as just ignoring that human desire. Yeah. Uh, there are, of course, like the Bible even talks about uh, this idea that there are some people who will just not have certain desires and certain passions. Like Paul talks about this idea, it is better not to marry at all, in his opinion. He doesn't say that's you know something that God says, he's speaking purely yeah. out of his own mind, but he sees it as better to not marry at all if you can, because you know, you're able to have more time to devote to God. But he doesn't ignore the fact that it's a very human desire to have companionship. So exactly. he's like, for the person who effectively, he, he says, can't control themselves, which we see as a kind of negative thing, but it's more like, if you've got that desire, then don't bottle it up and don't end up being carried down that sinful path of fear, anger, hate, suffering. But instead, to actually be willing to go about it the right way, to approach it in a in a godly way, to know that that is a passion that exists, a desire that is there, and to effectively own your emotions, to then have mastery over them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's and it's such a shame because I feel like a lot of the modern church today, and even in its like. 2000 year history has kind of abolished the idea of recognizing emotions. And so there's this awful pressure where growing up in the church, and I I know plenty of people that have grown up in areas of the church that feel like they can't express emotion and that's wrong to express Mm. emotion. But I think it's important to at least bring it to the surface and deal with it. Um, Against, and not I want to... as well to deal with it in this environment that's very insular and the lights are out and the music is really like in my feels like <laughs> to, to actually be able to be vulnerable about emotion to others uh, because exactly not to uh, interrupt but um no 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 one is actually a brilliant example of kind of some of the potential that was lost for Anakin is this idea that Obi-Wan is someone who also deals with attachment. He was attached to Qui-Gon, his master. Uh, He's attached to a character in the Clone Wars, Duchess Satine. Um, He even, I joke about this a lot, he even is quite flirtatious with some of the the bad guys. Um, 
you know, uh, General Grievous in particular, that's a match made in heaven. Uh, changed my mind. Um, but yeah, so Obi-Wan, he struggles with the exact same thing as that Anakin does. Um, and you could argue that all the Jedi do to an extent have this, mm-hmm. uh, this idea that because collectively their religion is that you can't have attachments, they all kind of keep it to themselves that they do have attachments and so they're unable to open it up to one another. If if Anakin honestly approached Obi-Wan and was like, look, I have these feelings for Padme, and I know that it's against the Jedi Code, like, what do I do? And Obi-Wan can be honest enough to be like, you know what, I've had the exact same thing. They're both able to work at that problem together and understand what a healthy way of dealing with emotion is, rather than this effectively this really climactic battle between the two of them because Anakin's unable to let go of that attachment and like from his own life he hasn't been taught how to deal with attachment Mm -hmm. he gets attached to his mother and ends up being separated from her for like 10 years when he returns to his mother she dies his first mentor Qui-Gon the only father figure that he's had in his life also dies so everyone that he forms an attachment to eventually goes away. And so he has this, with, with Padme, we were talking about this before, that he's got this desperation to, to keep Padme alive. And that's why he's pushed to the dark side, because he doesn't have this healthy way of letting go of, of people. He, he's unable to accept this idea that life is fleeting, that people will come and go. Um, so he ends up turning to the dark side. He's like, right, I've got to, I've got to find a way to keep her here forever. And yeah. Palpatine, of course, he sees that in Anakin right from when he's a young kid. Like he sees that struggle with attachment, and so he swoops in as this father figure, as this mentor, and is like, oh yeah, if you, if you go down this path to the dark side, like the the Jedi are holding you back. They know how powerful you are. They're afraid of you. If you were to go down this dark path and learn these dark powers, they're not actually dark powers. They'll make you more powerful than any Jedi, and you'll be able to save the ones that you love and care about. Isn't that a good thing? And so it's able to foster that doubt in Anakin, all because there's this hypocritical system that doesn't allow him to be able to honestly explore his emotions and let go of those attachments in a healthy way. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's... I think it's um, important to look at what Paul the Apostle actually delivers in, delivers in terms of us as a church and as a people being vulnerable. Um, essentially, yeah. following Christ is rooted in being vulnerable and recognizing that we are broken, we're sinful, and with Christ, it is okay. It's you know we we progress, we grow. Um, and that's the importance of also being in a tight community is that we can help each other out. We can listen, we can grow. And yeah, it's acknowledging that emotion. And as you've clearly put there, Anakin doesn't have that opportunity. And he's so scared within himself to express that. And the the fact that even love is in itself is, is frowned upon. Um, yeah, it's it's an awful shame, but it's that's where it kind of makes the whole narrative beautiful and resolved when looking at the prequels and the originals. In that, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually the love of Anakin's son and the forgiveness of his son 
that ends up kind of resolving that and, and bringing about the redemption of Anakin, yeah, which yeah. is, it's just so, it's so beautiful. Um, and to jump back as well, I just wanted to um, look at how, although the Jedi have this fear of the Sith, it's recognizing that there is knowledge and then there's also experience of the dark side and in our case, sin. Because um, yeah. I, I, I've i told you about this before, um, but how in Genesis I found that um, there are two trees in the Garden of Eden. There's the tree of life and then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And yeah. a lot of people have, uh, have asked actually, why is the tree there in the garden in the first place? Mm. And... Obviously, we can go down a, a a deep dive into that theological um, reasoning, but the main aspect is God has complete knowledge of sin, like full hundred percent knowledge of it. Of course, He does. How can He define good without um, having yeah, full knowledge yeah. of what sin? But the difference between one of the differences between God and humans is God knows sin from knowledge where humans know sin from experience and it, it's yeah. it's the idea like and that's what that kind of conflict is with the um the fear of um the religious order of of the jedi is that they're not even wanting to know about it that I, I believe from the prequels they don't even want to look at the it's completely forbidden to look at Sif writings or articles in their like big library database oh, yeah. and whatnot. And so like, it's just very frowned upon and forbidden to look at that, which is a shame because I think particularly in the modern church, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of shyness and anxiety and shyness about talking, particularly about sex and the devil essentially. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a shame because it's like, you know, it's we we need to talk about them. We need to, we need to know what we're up against, what we're dealing with, and how actually, particularly in younger people, particularly in a very sexualized culture, we need to be talking about it. We need to be recognizing what people are feeling and and what is around us. We need to be recognizing this stuff. But that doesn't mean that if we talk about it, the person's going to be is just going to go down a route of completely following sex or becoming a Satanist yeah. or, or like completely going the opposite way and just being a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's a shame there, but. I think it's also very telling that most of the Sith in Star Wars were originally Jedi. Uh, like Count Dooku, mm. Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, uh, Palpatine. That's okay. true. Oh, I'm not sure actually if Palpatine was. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he might be. I don't know. A, a lot of them, not all of them, but most of them fall away from the Jedi Order. There's also some mm-hmm. in the uh, Legends, which was deleted yeah. by Disney, obviously. But like the example of uh, Revan and Malgus as well, they were yeah. Jedi who were tempted by the dark side and ended up choosing the dark side. But um, even when we look within the the frame of the Bible, that the devil wasn't just this always existing evil. Um, the devil fell from heaven. He he um, 
effectively defied God. He fell away from that true path uh, in the same way that, you know, Anakin does, in the same way that we do when we first embrace sin. Um, yeah, true. I just want to iterate yeah. there, though, as well. Sorry to interrupt, but um, I think there's also that difference there where the reason that the basically the the reason why the devil fell from the grace of god wasn't to do with any hip, hypocrisy to do with god it was purely oh, yeah. rooted in the self-righteousness and the um and the selfishness of his wanting for power and his uh lust for power well obviously the reason that the jedi left the um, order and turned to the dark side is because of the hypocrisy of the jedi order yeah yeah and uh in in turn like and enticed by the dark side yeah when, when they're in that place of doubt they're therefore more vulnerable to those who've already fallen and yeah. um the idea we see with the devil is that you know because he fell he now wants to bring us down with him and so we'll highlight uh these hypocrisies will make us doubt and so that's why it's even more crucial that the church is willing to address these tough subjects, is willing to teach us the hard lessons in love and helping us to deal with our attachments to things in the world, to know that actually, you know, there's something greater than this life, there's something beyond death. Um, and that ultimately, you know, if we're going to be in the presence of God, in the same way that Vader gave up his attachments, in the same way Luke gave up his, we've got to be willing to actually, you know, let go of those attachments ourselves. Definitely. Next time on Crossover Collab. So, uh, at the end of Inception, you think he's still dreaming? You think that's all about the law, it's all about the mechanics and the setup, and it's like, ah, but you're only seeing that surface level. It's overshadowed by the regret of losing his wife. We don't have to feel it anymore. <laughs>